And you are listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM this morning. It has clicked over into the second hour of the show. It's 8.04am. I'm looking out the window here in Newcastle and I can see an overcast sky. But... Overcast, but 29 degrees today with our late-onset summer that's going on here in Newcastle. Again, you're listening to the show, and we've got a bunch of people answering the quiz correctly, including shout-out Kathleen, shout-out to Zan, shout-out James, all getting in with the correct answer. Heaps of people just kicking goals today and getting in for our amazing prize that will be drawn at the end of this week. The great prophetic books of Daniel and Revelation, the Bible Study Journal, as well as the King James Bible with Mark Finley Study Helps. We're going to give both of those to you free, provided you win the draw. And the way to get into the draw is to answer these questions correctly. Now, for 200 Points. Who am I? We're, we're getting a bit easier with the clues now. I am Laban's oldest daughter. So if you know this guy Laban, you know who his oldest daughter is, then uh, 0491 is the number to call or text this morning. We've got a rogue Blake Penland making his way into the studio finally. Uh, I would ask him how he is, but he's still not sitting at a microphone. He's he's getting there, though. Blake, I, I, are you all right, dude? I'm fine. Thank you. I was You're on okay. the other side of oh, the office, the running other, back. You were... You just went on a school excursion. I did. It was beautiful. <laughs> Amazing. Hey, we uh, we've had we've, we've given some clues. Yeah. We we've talked about people who've gotten the quiz correct. We have this text message here, though. Okay. You want to read it? Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, Braden says, "Interesting talk on the current situation in the world. Jesus is coming back soon. Amen. Amen to that for sure. On the climate change debate." There is change happening in this world, and it will continue to get worse. This was all predicted 2,000 years ago, and these predictions will not fail. But knowing that we cannot reverse the course does not mean we should not look after what God has given us. Our first job was to be stewards of this world. But as Jesus showed, we do not prioritize uh, looking after... Oh, sorry, came up there. But as Jesus showed, we do not prioritize looking after this world at the expense of the people in it. Mm. So people first... Then take care of the garden. Absolutely. That's I like a, the principle. That, yeah. Because uh, we were made to have dominion over the garden. Now, that doesn't make the, the care for the garden or the world that we live in any less important. But it does it definitely shows hierarchy there. Mm. I, don't, I don't think God is like authoritarian, you know, e, what, what would be the word? Authoritarianly, he's he's not like an he's not like <laughs> authoritatively authoritatively egalitarian. Okay, that's yeah. what I was trying I was to like, say. I don't know what in, you're in regards of our in regards to our relationship between us and the rest of the planet. He, oh yeah, you're right. Like he's he's not like uh, you, you killed an ant. Like you know, God. God understands the world that we live in. Well, I think it's important for us to recognize, you know, the current culture has changed in such a degree, such a way that previously, Mm -hmm. you know, in a Judeo-Christian society, which is what the West is, essentially, humanity was Mm -hmm. the pinnacle of importance. We don't live in that place anymore. Now, whales are more important than people. Dogs are more important than people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, 
certain pets are more important than people. Mm-hmm. None of that's true. Like, don't get me wrong. Whales are incredible. I love whales, and I think they're wonderful things. But a human being, a human life, is always worth more than any mm-hmm. animal life because we are creating the image of God. And that's actually a Christian worldview. That's the issue, right? Mm. When we look at animal life and when we look at the environmental life as well too, we have a responsibility as humans who are at the top of that dominion pinnacle to take care of our society and nature around us. Mm. But when we place the value of whales over human life or the, the value of Pomeranians over people, we have serious issues. And that is what is taking place. And the reason that's happening is because of the druistic or druidic uh, animalistic ideas mm. and, and concept of a worldview where, mm. you know, in Wiccan society, uh, where nature is all balanced and all in one. We also, when the false narrative of, hey, we're all animals, we've all evolved, you know, we're all the same thing. That's not true. We didn't evolve. We were created. We were created in God's image. Mm. In fact, human beings were created by God in the Garden of Eden, specifically different than all the other animals on Mm. planet Earth. Everything else was spoken into existence. We were formed and breathed into existence. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of people might not be happy with what I'm saying, and that's fine. I'm I'm not here to make everyone happy. Yeah, sorry, sorry for affirming that you're important. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like you, I'm I'm literally saying if you're a listener to the Breakfast Show and Faith of Him, you are more important than any animal on earth mm. because you're a human, mm-hmm. and humans have greater importance than anything else in creation. Mm. Which is so unfortunate because we do live in a society where, you know, you watch a TV show. Now we're so desensitized. When the dog dies, people cry. Not when the people die. Mm. The people can get all shot up. But then when the dog dies, like, oh, no. I, there's a movie out based on that whole thing that's just come out recently. There's a whole quadrilogy about it all. I think it's John Wick or something like that. I've never seen all those movies. But they're more more concerned about the dog's life than all the other people that he has murdered. Yeah. And that's the, that's the society that we live in. Mm-hmm. And And the whole narrative is based on, well, dogs are more important. Mm. that's not true pomeranians do not trump people amen people are far far greater value for a far greater value than any animal mm-hmm. don't abuse animals on the other side that's, well, of that, it's like yeah i i feel like you always have to make that a caveat i guess but yeah don't go punt some <laughs> dog off a bridge i'm not saying Just that like, at all yeah Absolutely. Yeah, it, but but it's just important for us to recognize and understand that people were created in the image of God, mm, mm, and mm. it's so important for us to to uphold that thought mm. process as well, too. Amazing. Thank uh, you for your text messages, guy. Yeah, no, I love the text messages. Uh, it looks like as well, too, uh, James, you got that answer yeah. correct. You, you read that yeah, before? Yeah, okay, yeah. And cool. Julia just got Yeah, I was just going to say Julia got that answer just now. Mm. Well... Without further ado, it's time for us to start the three cosmic messages. Are you ready for this? I am so excited. I am so, so, so excited to for this Bible study because it's on a topic that I love. And just even looking at today's study, this this week, what we're, what we're going to be covering, Revelation chapter 12. Again, this is a... I think I said this last week on air. I said that this is the passage of 
the Bible that I've memorized because it's essentially the entire history of how we've seen how we've seen God work, you know, in regards to his interaction with Satan, but then also, you know, bringing about salvation and protecting his people. And it, it is so incredible. And so I'm, I'm stoked. I am stoked. I, I think it's, it's very interesting. I want to read the, the little introduction here to the whole study, the Three Angels Messages study here. It says on October 15th, 1844, one week before the Great Disappointment, which we're going to talk about later on, a boy had been born into a pious Lutheran family in Germany. His name was Frederick Nietzsche, or Nietzsche. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I never say that name right, but Nietzsche is his name who would become one of modernity's most influential atheists. Mm. Believing that the Christian God was dying in the West, Nietzsche railed against the Christian religion's continued moral influence to writing it as a slave morality. Mm. The morality of the weak, who in an attempt to protect themselves from the stronger, concocted such silly notions as, quote, love your enemies. Mm. Interesting. Mm. For Nietzsche... Uh, modernity needed to get beyond antiquated notions of good and evil. A character in one of his books thus spoke, uh, anyway, says, declared, break the old tablets, meaning, of course, the Ten Commandments. The year 1844 was also important for Karl Marx, the founder of communism, and called the Economic and Philosophic Manuscripts of 1844. This work had been written by Marx that year, uh, even if not published until 1932, But the manuscript showed the early development of Marx ideology, Marxism, Mm. essentially, in which he argued for a a totally materialistic reality that moved through various economic stages until the workers of the world would unite, overthrow their capitalist oppressors, create a utopia on earth. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. In 1844 as well, Charles Darwin wrote a book as well, too, that was super important as well, too, that led to his work on the origin of species that kind of derails the whole Christian ideal or tries to derail the Christian ideology of creation, right? Mm. So 1844 is a really, really important date. But for Christians, those who study the Word of God, there was... The great disappointment that happened on October 22nd as well, too. And like that's a whole other thing as well, too. So this year, 1844, lots of things are happening. Mm-hmm. Lots of uh, different events that are attacking God's law. Look at Marxism. Look at uh, Friedrich Nietzsche's nihilistic mm-hmm. attack on society. Darwin's proposals of the theory of evolution. We, we come to a place here where all these things are happening and taking place but also a fulfillment of the 2,300-year-long prophecy from Daniel 8.14 that kind of comes to its resolve mm-hmm. and conclusion in 1844. And we're going to be studying all of that. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be studying the three angels' messages <sighs> as well, too. I think if we can look at those events all happening one by one in this time, even, well, in 1844 was the, uh, the, the lynching and death of Joseph Smith as well, the founder of Mormonism. But what we see from all of these sides was a movement towards great distrust distrust of the Word of God. Truly. Whether it's whether it's Nietzsche's nihilism, whether it's Darwin's uh, you know 
you know, origin of the species. Um, and even I would contend, I would contend the founding of Mormonism because, well, true. Speak, speak to Mormons. Ask yeah. them, okay, how does the Bible relate to the Book of Mormon? They're like, oh, the Book of Mormon exists to fix the mistakes of the Bible fully. And so, it, it, when we take that's that, in their doctrines. That's right. That's that's one hundred percent what they believe. And so. If we and hey, if we've got some Mormon listeners today. We'd love to chat to you about it. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Text us. But um, yeah, it, it is definitely a huge aspect of what they believe, and so we see from all these different angles, from a religious angle, from a scientific, quote unquote, scientific angle, from an atheist angle. Um, it's ultimately people have been pushing to try to to enable people to lose confidence in the word of God. But I feel as though this idea of the three angels messages, which we're going to be talking about, which the, the event of the great disappointment in 1844 was definitely an aspect of, and, and a promotion of rather pointed people back towards the truth of God's word and the realness of God's word and the relevance of God's word and how it really speaks to, our life today, not only in the sense of the Bible tells you a bunch of good things that you should do with your life in its kind of self-help sense, but the Word of God is really living and speaking to the situations that we're in, uh, yeah, both principally, but also prophetically as well. I find that you were talking about earlier before Nietzsche and Marx and Darwin. I, I love this, the little thought here of this, like, so in with Marxism, right, mm-hmm. it says that Basically, the world's going to get beautifully made and perfect. It's going to be utopia because it's going to be a communist party that takes over and everyone's going to have everything that they've ever wanted, right? Mm -hmm. But the Bible teaches the exact opposite, that actually this world is going to end in pretty intense Mm -hmm. earthquakes, flames, lava, Uh (laughs) like complete destruction. Mm -hmm. And then that beautiful society that Marx, not that Marx developed in his head, but the beautiful society that's actually awaiting is one that God creates in heaven, mm. right? So then we look at Darwin and we see, you know, he basically attacks the power of the creator God. He talks mm. about the theory of evolution. He tries to remove Christ from Christianity in mm. all reality. And, but we see that in the Bible, in six days, you know, mm. God created everything that we see. He created the earth and the heavens above and the heavens, uh, you know, above the heavens as well too, like the stars and the galaxies as mm. well too. And he rests on the seventh day, which is totally contrary to anything that Darwin has taught or or said. Then we have Nietzsche as well too. He's trying to get rid of morality. Mm. Like th- this guy literally was saying, there is no right, there is no wrong. Do whatever you want to do, right? And playing into Darwin's idea of, uh, you know, the survival of the fittest. This only the strong survive as well too. Mm. And so I don't think it's a coincidence that all these events happened in 1844. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it just happened by happenstance. If but, it's not a coincidence, is it then a conspiracy? Well, I told you earlier in the show. Like I'm, I'm, I'm definitely more into conspiracies than you are for sure. <laughs> but I don't think it's conspiracy either. I think it's the well, enemy recognizing everything colliding all at once, and he's got to do something to uh, avert the eyes of the masses from the scriptures. Well, that that is actually by definition a conspiracy, Blake. 
It's a conspiracy against truth. Well, then sign me up. It's it's not, you know, because the word conspiracy, it's conspiracy theories. That's where it's like, oh, but when conspiracies are proven, then they're just conspiracies. But yeah, again, what we see is this conspiracy against the word of God, both in the area of, of principle and morality in the case of Nietzsche, but then also attacking the truth of the word of God in the case of Darwin as well. So we, this is, this is the context by in which the three angels message is proclaimed. And we're going to be talking all about, you know, exactly what it is, exactly what those messages entail and exactly how they lead and guide and instruct us. I think also with all of this as well, too, when we see all these false narratives and these false movements rising up, mm-hmm. there's also the history of the Seventh-day Adventist Church that comes up around this time as well, too. Mm. And I think it's important to recognize that this movement didn't exist in 1844. The Seventh-day Adventist Church mm. wasn't a thing in 1844. But the seeds that were planted for it mm. began at this time. Mm. And the Millerite movement, which essentially, I wouldn't say ended, but definitely was decimated by the Great Disappointment, mm. led to further study of the Bible for people to come to a deeper understanding of what the word of God was saying. Mm. And now, uh, you know, 20 years after that, a movement begins up where people are coming to study the Bible even more. And I think it's important for us as followers of Christ to recognize and understand there is a reason prophetically why God has called a people at the very end of time. Mm. People who I believe have been called for a very special purpose to give a very special message to those living in the world to prepare people for the soon return of Jesus Christ. You know, we see this with the Elijahs. You know, Elijah the prophet to prepare God's people on Mount Carmel. Hey, we need a revival. You know, we need a change. We need to mm. bring people back to God. Then the second Elijah, which the Bible talks about is John the Baptist. We need a revival. Mm. We need repentance. We need baptism. And then the third Elijah, I believe, are represented by God's people at the very end of time, preparing people for the literal second coming of mm. Jesus, saying, hey, we need to prepare people for the soon arrival of, of God, the soon mm. arrival of Jesus as well, too. And so that's a whole Bible study in itself, the three Elijahs. But we're actually going to be talking about the three angels mm. messages as well. The three too. angels, Blake, Lawson, and Shell. <laughs> no, here on definitely, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I'm not, uh, I do not. The three angels <laughs> message. Presented the quiz. by <laughs> yeah. Blake, Lawson, and Shell. That's, that's better. I can, I can handle that as well. So, look, we, we're going to start off here in Revelation 12, 17. Oh, love this passage. You ready for this? Yeah, dude. Let's read this. I'm already, I'm already hoping. I can see. Here we go. Uh, Revelation chapter 12, verse, verse 17. Seven, verse 17, where the Bible says here, just before the chapter ends, it says, And the dragon was very angry at the woman and declared war against the rest of her offspring, her children. All who keep the commandments of God and maintain their testimony of Jesus Christ. So, what is Revelation 12? It's, it's a summary. 
yep. of it's a timeline of mm-hmm. Earth's history, mm-hmm. and it comes to fruition on this place where the dragon, angry with the church, so the enemy, angry with the woman, goes to make war with the rest for offspring. And whether you knew this or not, you are the offspring, mm-hmm. and I am too. We all are, as we're listening here to Faith FM. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And we are going to continue. What's so funny, bro? Oh, man, Lawson. You just make me laugh so much. This kid is a crazy guy. He's Why? Just, I, you just... Everything about you, man. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> so, anyway. Okay. Well, guys, if you didn't know, apparently I'm funny. Uh, we're going to have a final clue for the quiz this morning. I am Rachel's sister. You you are. No, not me. Oh, the clue. Sorry. The clue. I am Rachel's sister. And then also, it's got a secondary clue here. It says, <laughs> I am Rachel's sister. I have weak eyes. Oh. This, this, so. Double clue. Double clue. It says, I am Rachel's sister. I have weak eyes. Mm. What is it? What is it? Well, what that actually means in the context of the story is that her eyes were less pretty. But when I read that, I'm like, I have weak eyes. Like, she, she, this lady needs some glasses or something. Well, probably. Probably everyone needed glasses back then. I mean, I, I was thinking about that. Like, you live a few years ago. Like, they don't have glasses for everybody. I mean, let's say a thousand years ago. Did they have glasses? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't. And no. I, we need to look into the history of glasses. There, I, I would imagine there was probably so many people who were illiterate back then actually just because... They couldn't see. <laughs> like that that's the actual cause of the dark age illiteracy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They're like, if we just keep the lights down low enough, they won't be able to see anything. No, it was because they needed glasses. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, we'll keep the lights dim. We yeah. won't allow electricity. They had it, but they're like, ah, get rid of that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like only candles, no that, light, that's no glasses. Right. Yeah. It was yeah, it's because they didn't have glasses. Hey, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call or text if you know the answer to that one. I am Rachel's sister for one hundred points. Again, our amazing prize for this week. The journal, the word, uh Bible study the Great prophetic book, sorry, of Daniel and Revelation. Absolutely. As well as the KGV Bible Mark with Mark Finley study helps. You're listening to The Breakfast Show, and we were talking about... Revelation 12. Revelation chapter 12. Look, I want to say that we were talking about verse 17, but I want to go back before to verses 7 and 9, and we'll yeah. get there. But before we even do that, I just want to talk about freedom. Now, I, I right now, as an American, you're immediately looking at me and going like, here we go again, another American talking about freedom. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, it's true. Uh, freedom is a very essential part of God's government, mm-hmm. not the U.S. government, because clearly that yeah. disappeared a long time Hashtag ago. Hashtag <laughs> freedom for free TikTok. Yeah. Just no. kidding. No, this- <laughs> uh, so, but freedom is an integral part of God's government because he wants us to be free indeed, truly. Now, to understand what that means, let's go back to Revelation 12, verse 7 and 9. Can you read that for us, Lawson? Revelation chapter 12, verse 7 to 9, where the Bible says this. And remember, and remember, just to point that out as well, too, before you read this, the classic American saying, freedom isn't free. Okay? Mm-hmm. Think about that while you read this. 
Then there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and his angels. And the dragon lost the battle and the angels were forced out of heaven. This great dragon, the ancient serpent called the devil and Satan, the one deceiving the whole world, was thrown down to the earth with all his angels. Okay, so all of these, this principle of freedom and the concept of war taking place in heaven as well too, leading up to this whole battle that helps us to better understand the three angels' messages, which we're, we're going to talk about in depth for the next three months. Mm-hmm. Before we get there, we actually have a caller. I think it's Brad from Wollongong. Is that right? Brad, can you hear us? I can. It's Brad. Hey, Brad, how are you doing this morning? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thanks for calling in uh, to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM. So I called in. um, My wife called me. She was listening. I wasn't listening. And she said you were talking about events in the 1840s, Mm. mentioning Joseph Smith and the Book of Mormon. Mm -hmm. And she said, oh, they said the Book of Mormon was to correct the Bible, but that's Latter-day Saint doctrine Mm -hmm. or belief. Mm-hmm. She said, that's not right, is it? I said, no, that's not right. She said, you should ring in and call them. So I thought, yeah, I'll give them a call. Oh, okay. So that's not right. Okay. Well, yeah, that's not right. I've had some elders come to my house, and we've studied before, and they've told me that the Bible is correct as long as it is interpreted according to the Book of Mormon. They've told me that. No. Um, but, well, they may have, but the, the doctrine of the church, which you, you'd find um, as soon as you looked um, at the official doctrine of the church, you know, we've got 100,000 missionaries probably throughout the world talking to people, but we believe the Bible to be correct as far as it's translated correctly. Yeah, well, that's what they so, were telling me, Ben, that, and that the, cor- the correct translation of the Bible is in accordance to the Book of Mormon, whereas the Book of Mormon is already correctly translated. And so there are certain verses in the Bible that are incorrect and you need the Book of Mormon to unlock it. That's what they told me. Well, that that could be right because we believe the Book of Mormon has come by more direct revelation, whereas the Bible has come through a lot of hands. And so there are some some things when, that are incorrect there, but by, by the vast majority of the Bible, we believe to be perfectly correct. We just don't, we just don't believe that it's perfect. Now, the Book of Mormon, because it's direct revelation or more direct revelation through a modern prophet and, um, uh, and, and translated by the gift and power of God, that the, we actually, rather than seeing the, the Book of Mormon as contradicting or correcting the Bible, we believe the Book of Mormon proves the Bible to be true mm-hmm. and that it agrees in, that they both contain the fullness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So yeah, just just to clear that up, like appreciate yeah. everything you guys do, but it's good to be. Um, yeah, exactly I'm, but right I'm not there. sure if that actually clears it up for me because there's a script, there's a verse in scripture that would actually contradict exactly what you're saying. And yeah. Boston, you have it right uh, there. Uh, okay. Yeah, and okay. and uh, no, thank you so much for, for calling us. But my <laughs> one that I go to when I when I teach the Bible, particularly when I'm introducing people to the concept of the Word of God. Uh, when we come to First Timothy chapter three, verse sixteen and seventeen, where the Bible says, "All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us what to do and what is right. God uses it to prepare yeah. and equip His people to do every good work." And so, I, definitely from what you said, we're not—I'm I'm not here to accuse you and say, "Oh, you don't believe the Bible," but I think that it can be 
dangerous then to say, oh, well, the Bible's passed through a lot of hands and translation and whatnot. I, I believe that... Then who chooses what is correct and yeah, not? I, I think that historians and archaeologists have gone out of their way to prove that the scripture that we have today is the same one that Jesus was reading through uh, when... When, and and if Jesus had no reason to, you know, make the extensive point that, oh, the Old Testament is all messed up, and then particularly when it comes to the inspiration and the, the canonization of the New Testament, I don't know if I'm if I'm comfortable to say that, yeah. oh, yeah. you know, yeah. it's passed through I lots of hands, and, and oh, I, do I don't get, know if I do we can trust point. it. Yeah. I do, I do get your point, mm. but we don't say the Bible's all messed up. What I said was we believe that it is. Um, very, very accurate, but we don't believe it's perfect. Now, the Catholic Bible has more books in it than the Protestant sure. Bible, the, the Bible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the archaeologists, and the, well, that's what you call it, they call it the Bible. So the archaeologists and the experts are un, do not um, have, are not in agreement. The Christian world is not in agreement which, which, with which books are apocrypha and which, which are not. We believe the Book of Mormon is another testament of Jesus Christ given directly by God to mankind for the last days. Now, we, 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 we study the Bible, we study the Book of Mormon, and those missionaries who visited you would have taught you out of the Bible what we believe and justified all of our doctrines from the Bible as you justify your doctrines from the Bible. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about what is written in Timothy, we'd say, yes, all Scripture is beneficial for, is God-given and beneficial for us. That includes the Book of Mormon for us, and we don't see any contradiction between the Bible and the Book of Mormon mm-hmm. because we study both together. Mm-hmm. We've read them both. Interesting. Because mm-hmm. I actually kind of grew up in the Mormon church. Uh, my next-door neighbor was a Mormon. I went to every morning. I'd get there. I'd get the free breakfast. It was delicious. And we hung out before school. We also went to church together. But I, as I've grown in my uh, journey, my faith journey uh, as a Christian, there's a lot of contradictions between the Book of Mormon and the Bible that have actually been pretty significant over the time. I, I don't think we have the time to go over all those contradictions, but if if you would love to call in and and talk some more about that, Brad, that would be incredible for me because it's one yeah. of the reasons that I'm no longer a part of the Mormon Church. Uh, I was never officially one, but the definitely the Mormon Church definitely introduced me to Jesus without a doubt. But as I started to study the Bible, there's a lot of discrepancies between the Book of Mormon and the Scriptures that I have seen over the and years. And there's a lot of, dis- lot, of, lot of discrepancies between all the Christian churches, right? Mm. Yeah, a lot definitely. Of the radio You're talking about how you believe this, where the Sabbath is and what happens to the soul after death. Mm. All these other Christian churches they don't believe the same that. Bible right. and disagree. Mm. I went to church last Sunday at the Church of Jesus Christ, the mm-hmm. Latter-day Saints, yeah, mm-hmm. and I know what they teach, and I've read the Bible. So, yeah, it's great to talk to you about it. I appreciate all the good work you do. Oh, thanks, thanks so man. much. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, Brad, for calling in from Wollongong down there. I'm actually going down to Wollongong uh, for an ice hockey tournament mm-hmm. in uh, a few weeks as well, too. So mm-hmm. maybe you can catch up and say hi there, Brad. It's super interesting to get thoughts of people who are, you know, different different. Well, we have, we have people, we, uh, Brad's actually right. We have people on Faith FM who are listening from all different denominations mm-hmm. and all different faith. And I think that the, the goal for all of us is let's go back to the Word of God. Let's go back to the Scriptures to see what the Bible teaches us uh, to help us to understand not only what's happened in the past, but also what's happening in the future uh, as we look forward to the soon return of Jesus Christ. 
You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. I want to say, before we jump into the answer to the quiz clue, shout out to Brad from Wollongong. Thanks for calling in. It's such a pleasure to hear uh, people from all different walks of faith and all different denominations. This is Faith FM. We're going to be sharing, we only use the Bible here uh, at uh, Faith FM to interpret our understanding of our relationship with Jesus and the the path of salvation that we see as well too. But I got to say nothing but respect for the Mormon church. Uh, they literally helped me get to know Jesus when I was a kid. And I've hung out with uh, so many awesome missionaries who come uh, from a lot of them from Utah, <laughs> to be honest. Shout out the jazz. <laughs> Utah jazz. Yeah. Utah, uh, BYU, like, Hawaii. The, the, Mormons, the Mormons have my favorite basketball team. But so. I will I will say this. Uh, the multicultural center that's run by the Mormon church in Hawaii, I love that place. If you go to Hawaii, you got to go to this place. It's actually super, super cool. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I definitely want to say thanks, Brad, and wife, because his wife mm-hmm. who heard uh, us here on Faith FM. And I just want to shout out, keep uh, – Keep the dialogue open and help us to remember and to keep studying as well, too. Because honestly and openly, I want to say, I want to I know God's will for my life more and more. And I want to read the scriptures and understand. The, the, the beautiful thing about the scriptures is there are more copies of the scriptures than any other ancient mm. document. And it's not even close. Mm-hmm. When we're talking about... There are more accurate copies of the scriptures than any other ancient document in the world. There's like two or three of other ancient documents. There's over 1,500 identical copies of the scriptures. Mm -hmm. We also have the Dead Sea Scrolls that confirm the Old Testament that they had 200 years before Jesus was even alive is the exact same Old Testament scriptures that we have now. There's no discrepancies. There's no differences. It's literally like word for word. Exactly what we have before. And that's what the Dead Sea Scrolls give us is the assurity and the assurance of God's word and the truth that is in it. I think as well, we, we love that Brad called wife listening. and we, we love interaction with people from all walks of faith to call us on the show and to talk to us about definitely about what they believe. Simultaneously, we'll get into that. We will analyze it. We'll think about it. We'll compare it to what the Bible says. And... I absolutely want to do that, not as a you know, not as an attack on Brad or what he believes, but it's it's hey, like we will though compare what you believe to what we see in the Bible. Yeah, whether that's it, important. Whether you're Mormon, whether you're JW, whether you're Baptist, whether you're SDA, Muslim, <laughs> like we whatever it is, we will compare what you believe to the Bible, and we will agree, we'll disagree, but. That that's ultimately what we're endeavoring to do here on Faith FM. Well, it's what it's how the Protestant Reformation began, and that's when the ninety five theses were were nailed to the wall by Martin Luther in the fifteen hundreds. It was because hey, there's some discrepancies here. We need to address these according to Scripture. Mm. I've got some text messages I want to read here. Braden says, "Don't go punch kangaroo unless, of course, you're protecting your son." <laughs> Excellent reference to a brutal attack that I've had on a kangaroo once who once attacked my son brutally. Uh, wow. Suzanne <laughs> says, uh, me too. She's so excited for this series of the Three Angels Messages study that is coming up. Uh, Paula sends in, mainstream media is a 24-7 loop pushing the agenda uh, for WEF 
WHO, uh, rich elites such as Carl Schwab's, Bill Gates, dare to disagree or ask questions or look for transparency to debate climate change, the pandemic, Ukrainian war, oh, are are called, they're all called conspiracy theorists, which is a very clever way of mocking and excommunicating people who question the narrative. God gave us free will. We have the right to choose and to question. The devil is a liar and a deceiver from the beginning. Uh, on climate change, is it's pollution that it's destroying our environment. Very interesting. Uh, and Paula, I actually love the idea. We should, exactly, like Brad's calling in and questioning uh, what we had said before. Paula, I love that you have the freedom and the opportunity to do that in the country here in Australia where we have that that opportunity to do that as well too. Uh, Sky Texas, I feel that laughing is another love language. Totally agree with that actually. Uh, Jerry says, no spec savers in the old ages. Mm. <laughs> That's our reference to glasses as well too. I would have struggled. I wear glasses every day. Man, mm. if I didn't have my glasses, <laughs> it'd be a tough one. Uh then we've got also here uh, from Sky. Uh, we've got she. She said, "I need a good laugh." Been watching old Ken Davis DVDs that I have. They are just too funny as well, too. And she asks, "Do you guys know of any Bible uh, Bible book studies on end times or desire of ages, uh, even by Zoom?" We don't have any on when I'm free. Fridays are the best days. I work Monday to Thursday. Ooh, that's a good question. Looking for a Bible study that's available at that time. We'll get back to you, Sky, on that. We'll try to figure that out for you. Mm. Now, Lawson, what's the answer to the quiz? The answer is none other than Leah. Leah. I love it. That's awesome. Kind of messed up situation. Kind of not the ideal marital situation or circumstances. Uh, And One of four. I think that that was proven within Jacob's life. By, yeah, the the great uh, the great sadness that loomed around his relationships with his wives, and that that being for well, it started off he wanted to marry Rachel, then he got served up Leah instead on the on the marriage night, and you know we we talked about this story before. It was a stitch up. It was tough, but simultaneously he could have he could have pushed through with Leah, but instead he wanted Rachel as well, and then you know to try and bribe him, Rachel and Leah, then. Let him marry their servants, and yeah, not the best time. But um, hey, praise God, the the twelve nations of Israel came from those guys. Uh, it's it's a wild, wild time with Leah. I love the listener engagement. So many text messages have come in. Please continue mm. to text us. We will talk through you. Uh, we will talk with everyone throughout the whole week as we begin our three angels Bible study over the next three months. It's uh, getting wild. It's it starts it really is Revelation fourteen, but we're doing a little background check there in Revelation twelve and thirteen. <laughs> doing a bit of a um, background check. Get that context rolling before mm. we get into Revelation fourteen with the three angels' messages. I love it. And I love all of our listeners here on Faith FM the Breakfast Show. We'll be back tomorrow morning where you can talk faith, live faith, act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.